SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is joint pain keeping you down? It's time to bounce back with the help of Uzu CBD Plus. That's Y-U-Z-U-C-B-D-plus.com. Featuring gummies, delicious chocolates, capsules, and lotions, Uzu CBD Plus is your number one choice for all natural pain relief. Tired of side effects from prescription pills? Take pain management into your own hands the natural way. Use the promo code BLESSING for 10% off your first order and free shipping on orders of $100 or more, plus products for pets too. Visit UzuCBDPlus.com today. Live from Sin City. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing. I'm a soul man. Hey, folks, hope everybody's doing well. Brian Blessing, glad to be with you. Vegas Sportsbook Radio on a Friday, and we're racing towards the weekend. I mean, the weekend already started for me. I mean, the Masters is pure joy for me, and I cannot wait to get home and bunker down and watch golf all weekend long. So while I bask in the glow of that exciting moment, uh, we're going to have Andy Esco joining us uh, in just a little bit. Hour number two, Chuck Esposito will join us. We love our Fridays out at Sunset Station. There's a lot on the docket, and I'll be focused, of course, on the Masters this weekend. But NASCAR returns. We've got the NHL, NBA, baseball's rocking and rolling. There's all kinds of good stuff going on. So while I'm in my own personal little nirvana... Let me check and see where our beloved producer, Chris Bavona, is because he's usually in New York, but he's producing from afar. It's an exotic location. Let, let, me, let me reach out and see. Are you in Fiji? Or is it, where's Waldo? Do I have to guess? I think maybe we should give you a little bit of a hint. Um, sort of the same weather as Fiji. Nowhere near as nice. Um, a lot of golf courses. A lot of golf courses. Sun, water. Sun, water. Yes. Um, ocean or golf? Golf, baby. Oh, a golf. Well, in a former life, I used to go down to spring training every year and loved it. We'd make the rounds, and we'd go to Clearwater and Dunedin and Bradenton and Fort Myers. I got a very a lot closer. I've got a very, very soft spot in my heart for Fort Myers Beach, and the Minnesota Twins actually built a stadium in Fort Myers, but that stadium per se is not right near the water. That's in Fort Myers proper. But we did actually base our operations. When the White Sox were the Buffalo Bisons were the White Sox AAA club, they were based in Sarasota. I'm going to go exotic and say you're on Longboat Key. Ding, ding, ding. You are correct, sir. Yes. Yeah, you, you, no, I mean, seriously, you're, you're on Longboat Key? I am. Oh, my God, is I that am. a gorgeous stretch of land there no I, I knew you had family kind of in the sarasota area but i didn't know it was longboat key so yeah it is it's longboat key i mean even like my wife will tell you uh you know she kind of looks at this she's like 
this is not Florida. This is much nicer than Florida. <laughs> I'm I'm going from memory. Was uh, is Captiva Island over that way? Captiva Island is about an hour. It's closer to Siesta uh, Key. Okay. It's still that same area. It's still that old, you know, Sarasota area. But like, yeah, it's about yeah, an hour south. All right. No, I actually remember the one day hopping on. It's like an intercoastal on a causeway, and it went over to Captiva Island, and that's pretty wild. I mean, there's there's some pretty barren, gnarly stretches on that little stretch of land over there. I love, I love the west coast of Florida. Well, the funny thing is, is that I'm actually uh, I'm in the car uh, right now, and my brother said, you know, because yesterday was my birthday. He's like, well, I got a surprise for you, but it's not until uh, happy birthday. Today. Yeah, yeah, hey, oh, happy, happy birthday, yes. Very nice. You know, no, but you know what? Old, uh, oh, hold on geez. a second, though. No, that's nauseating. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna laugh. My brother is taking me, what I think, is closer to Orlando. Okay. Well, it's your birthday. You, you can get crazy and go for a ride and go nuts. But listen, we love everything you do for us. I'm glad you got a vacation and you're able to work remotely, which is amazing in this day and age. But the one thing, I just wanted to share the story because everybody's always looking for good news. You're down there and you get a chance at your birthday but to see your see your folks. And thankfully, we're to the point where family members are starting to see family members again. Thank God. Yeah, man, that's um, that was really the main reason I came down here. Um, I, you know, I wanted to... I, I'm fully vaccinated now, thankfully, and uh, I waited my two weeks, and now um, you know, so are my parents, my brother, um, my, my wife as well. So we're all vaccinated, and um, it, it's a there is a little bit of a sense of normalcy, other than having to still have to wear a mask around. But like you know, we it's more courteous than anything. Well, I am happy that you got to see your folks. Put some sunblock on. I hope you have a great weekend. And oh, honestly, it's too late, dude. <laughs> And uh, listen, for everybody at the Sports Grid Radio Network, Mike Cardano, all the all the Han shows, you, know, you work your tail off for me, for us, and it's greatly appreciated. And I wish you a happy birthday. And I'm really happy you got to see your folks. I mean, that that's a you know, I mean, we love the sports stuff. Thank God we're not in this big serious naked of wood stuff. We talk sports. That's a heartwarming thing. You know, you're just a guy, but you're a guy that's getting to see your parents again, and that's that's great news. I'm happy for you, buddy. You're going to make me cry, man. Yeah, don't get over clumped on me because we're going to get serious. Andy Isco will bring us I won't get back. <laughs> don't get yeah, Please don't, don't get verklempt. Andy Isco, the logical approach. We're getting all kinds of stuff to talk about. Uh, the NFL draft's coming up. There's been a lot of developments in the NFL, too. A lot of cool stuff. That's coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Sports Grid Radio Network Series Channel 204, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is joint pain keeping you down? It's time to bounce back with the help of Uzu CBD Plus. That's Y-U-Z-U-C-B-D-plus.com. Featuring gummies, delicious chocolates, capsules, and lotions, Uzu CBD Plus is your number one choice for all natural pain relief. 
Tired of side effects from prescription pills? Take pain management into your own hands the natural way. Use the promo code BLESSING for 10% off your first order and free shipping on orders of $100 or more, plus products for pets too. Visit uzucbdplus.com today. You're listening to Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. All right, folks, on a Friday, back on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. We're glad to be with you, and we're racing towards a big weekend. And as is our custom on a Friday, we always get a chance to check in with our dear friend Andy Isco from The Logical Approach. And it's funny, Andy, that Masters is going on, which is great. Baseball is up and running now. Basketball, hockey kind of turning for home. I'm a little curious. I think one of the cool things that's on the horizon, never out of sight, out of mind. Oh, by the way, NASCAR returns too this weekend there at Martinsville. But the NFL, we got the draft coming up, Andy. And the deals that have been made already with San Francisco jumping up to three. Atlanta's sitting in the four hole now, Andy. And they're talking about, hey, everybody, we're open for business. We know those quarterbacks are going one, two, three. You want one of the next quarterbacks. You want Fields or the landscape. Give us a call. And, you know, Atlanta could end up with a fortune of stuff. Yeah, Atlanta's really in the uh, powerful position right now because the assumption is, and I'm not so sure that it's uh, 100% certain, uh, beyond the uh, the Jags and the Jets as far as what San Francisco's going to do. The thought is that they're going to take a quarterback. Uh, the uh, smokescreen, if it is a smokescreen, is uh, Mac Jones of Alabama. But I'm not so sure that the 49ers may not have traded up to get perhaps the best defensive player on the board or the best receiver on the board. They're saying all the right things as far as Garoppolo's our quarterback and all that, but uh, it seems as though uh, you know, maybe Wilson for the Jets is, is the real deal, and maybe, of course, uh, Trevor Lawrence is the real deal for uh, for Jacksonville. And I guess the next guy would be Fields, or, or maybe, uh, I don't know if Jones would be number four, but perhaps it was, but uh, I don't know that it would be worth San Francisco trading that high up to get effectively what would be the third best quarterback in the draft after the top two are gone. So uh, I'm a little bit uh, suspicious of what San Francisco's motive are right now, as we get closer to the draft, that might indeed be the case. So it may very well be Atlanta, which is likely not going to be looking for a quarterback, at least uh, Matty Ryan's there for this season, and possibly a little bit longer, that maybe there's a player that Atlanta might somehow have signaled that they're looking for that San Francisco covered. Yeah, I mean, the Garoppolo thing's intriguing too, Andy, and uh, you almost wonder now that they've made, they've already made the move to three, uh, you wonder if maybe Garoppolo's actually in play and something happens on draft day with him. That remains to be seen. But clearly in this league, such a quarterback-driven league, five quarterbacks in the first round. They're talking about four wide receivers in the top 20. I mean, Atlanta could sit here. I mean, they could drop down, get another one, get the best defensive player on the board, and probably pick up you know, a couple of second-rounders or a second and a third. I mean, it's a nice spot to be in. But you wonder what they're thinking with Matt Ryan. You can live with Matt Ryan for one more year if you're not sold on Fields or Lance. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. That's where I think that they may be looking towards perhaps seeing who the best quarterback coming out of the uh, 2022 draft class is and maybe have their sights set on that. Of course, they're hopefully not going to get the number one quarterback because Atlanta was, would be, you'd think they're going into the season saying, hey, we think we have enough that we can contend to make the playoffs and not get a top five draft choice in the following year's draft. So they may be thinking along those lines and uh, perhaps uh, uh, moving down somewhat if indeed the player that they want is not someone 
someone who is projected to be in the top four or five, yet one of those other teams behind them may also be looking for a non-quarterback and feels that, uh, you know, if they're sitting there at, you know, 10, 11, whatever, they may not be able to get that player after, after we have that run on quarterbacks. Well, you know, you sit there and you go way back, Andy. I mean, you used to go to the Jets games with Weeb Eubank and Joe Namath, and they just had Darnold. For whatever reason, it didn't work. I still think the kid's got some upside. We'll see how that pans out in Carolina. Uh, But I'm a big fan of Zach Wilson, what I saw at BYU. At some point, you keep swinging at it. It's got to stick. But, boy, oh, boy, you know, when you're picking this high up, you got to get it right at some point. Oh, exactly, and of course the uh, degree of fan patience in uh, in most cities, uh, especially at a place like New York, where you've had you know you, you're li- you've been living on Joe Namath on Super Bowl three for over 50 years now. There's not been a lot to be uh, thrilled about, and of course you do have a different GM now than when Darnold was drafted and all that. But uh, they've got to be thinking about getting it right, and most franchises cannot afford, especially when you're let's say picking top five or top six, which covers basically the elitist the elitist of the elite athletes in the draft and covers a you know multitude or certainly a variety of positions with the top pick at those positions you've got to pretty much get it right and unfortunately we see uh, a number of uh, of organizations that consistently uh, bungle those top draft choices and that's why they're always picking in the top 5 or 10 Andy how is your handicapping and thought process regular season wins things of that nature when you get a young quarterback and a franchise quarterback in this day and age, it's such a different era. I mean, again, we go back and maybe show in our age, used to be the top three picks made the team, you know, and after that, anything was a crapshoot. These guys are so good at skill positions, uh, linebackers, special teams guys, undrafted free agents can make a team now. Fifth, sixth round picks mean something. It, I mean, they're not throwaways anymore. And the willingness to throw a young quarterback right out there and run with him out of the gate, it, it's the majority of teams do it. A handful of them will wait until a portion of the season goes by. So it stands to reason a kid like Wilson gets the call from the, the get-go right out of the, the gate, first jump. How would you approach something like that with a rookie quarterback? My God, Andy, look what Herbert did last year. Well, look what uh, Trevor Lawrence may do for Jacksonville this year, or Joe Burrows, who had a uh, decent season going, albeit for a well, obviously a bad team. That's why he was picked, uh, you know, at the top, uh, but also before he got injured. I think it really depends on the organization that you go to, what's the surrounding talent, what's the offensive line like for that team, who's the coach, etc. I don't think you can just generically say that you're going to fade all rookie quarterbacks because, to your point, if he had done that last year, yeah, you would have made money with a couple of them, but a guy like Herbert, uh, you would have uh, lost uh, terribly because. Uh, uh, they did a good, they did very well. The the, uh, uh, the Chargers were a much more competitive team than a lot of folks thought. Andy Isco's our guest. It's fun talking football a little bit, but it's amazing how the fortunes for teams can change now with these young quarterbacks. The the question mark, Andy, are I don't know that they're the second tier guys. When you say Trey Lance from North Dakota State, and then Fields coming out of Ohio State, I mean you look at a recent draft where. Josh Rosen didn't pan out. Darnold's been moved. And you look at guys like Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, who went lower than other guys, are the guys that actually hit the home run. Yeah, it's an inexact science, and often it's in the 
situation of does the quarterback go to the right team for his talents, etc. Uh, you know, you, you the, the problem is, and uh, I've maintained, I think, you have for a long time, is that yeah, these combines are nice, but they just give you the raw stats, the height, the weight, the speed, and all that, but they don't necessarily measure uh, uh, you know, football IQ, intangibles, toughness, uh, susceptibility to injury. Uh, poor decision-making, et cetera, the things that the quote-unquote metrics cannot measure but are, have more to do, you know, are you a football player or do you just have foot, you know, football desirable stati- uh, qualities, measurables, let's say? The one thing that is pretty apparent now, Andy, I mean, at, at every level, uh, high school kids, the quarterbacks, they're ready to go in and compete as a freshman. College kids are ready to come in and compete as a rookie in the NFL. You just talk about it, the trickle back to high school that they play pro style offenses and they're more prepared to play. Oh yeah, we've seen that uh, trend probably for the better part of the past decade. Where uh, first, at first, it started out at the uh, college level with college quarterbacks being geared more towards the uh, pro game, and actually the pro game developing a little bit from taking uh, the best things of the college aspect. The guys like the uh, the Patrick Mahomes, etc., the uh, multi-purpose, uh, you know. Uh, do many uh, things and do them all well type of quarterback. And high schools, I think, began looking at that as well as the colleges were starting to change their game. I mean, you know, back when we were growing up, it was three yards in a cloud of dust or a cloud of astroturf or whatever the case may be, and passing was uh, secondary to a great extent. I mean, there have been some programs, BYU, for example, has been a passing program for the past 30 or 40 years. But the power teams that were winning in college football in the 70s and the 80s were still the grinded out, the Nebraskas, the Oklahomas, where... Oh yeah, first half second, and then uh, the game evolved a little bit differently to more of the NFL. As the NFL game has, has evolved, hey, well buddy, no, no doubt about it, man. I mean, it's a great time. We got lots of time with Andy Isco. We're taking a break. Hey, we're coming right back to Vegas. Stick around. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is joint pain keeping you down? It's time to bounce back with the help of Uzu CBD+. That's Y-U-Z-U-C-B-D-plus.com. Featuring gummies, delicious chocolates, capsules, and lotions, Uzu CBD Plus is your number one choice for all natural pain relief. Tired of side effects from prescription pills? Take pain management into your own hands the natural way. Use the promo code BLESSING for 10% off your first order and free shipping on orders of $100 or more, plus products for pets too. Visit UzuCBDPlus.com today. Hey, we're back with you here on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, glad to be with you. Don't forget our friends at Uzu CBD Plus, Y-U-Z-U-C-B-D-plus.com. The gummies, the lotions, I'm telling you, pain management, the all-natural way, the stuff works, and you can get 10% off. Use the promo code BLESSING on your first order and free shipping on orders of $100 or more. On a Friday, Sunset Station, Chuck Esposito is going to join us in hour number two. And he'll be back for more. Our pal Andy Isco, who's with us now, Bruce Marshall from the Gold Sheet, usually swings in. We love our Fridays, racing towards the weekend. And with Andy Isco right now, we're in the very, very early stages of the Major League Baseball campaign, Andy. We talked to you throughout spring training before the season started. 
in terms of let's get a read on these teams, kind of get a grip on what we're dealing with. You're only in the six, seven game range now, but have you been able to really decipher anything early on? Uh, not all that much. I usually like to give teams about uh, uh, five to eight games to evaluate the lineups and uh, you know maybe two to three starts to evaluate not just the starting pitchers themselves but how the manager is utilizing his uh, his starting rotation and his bullpen. You know, with so much going on right now as far as meaningful games in the basketball and the hockey and of course the college basketball season just ending, I don't feel compelled to get involved too early with Major League Baseball. There are uh, there are many people who, uh, and again, a lot of it has to do with if you're specializing. There are many people who don't bet basketball and hockey, and let's say bet only football and baseball. So, you know, they've been preparing for baseball since the uh, Super Bowl, let's say, and so they're raring to go. They have a lot more. They've been following the spring training, uh, you know, in in depth as far as the players that are coming along, injuries, etc. Uh, so I wait for the game itself to unfold over the first two to three weeks before I really start getting involved and, and making some wagers on a, on a day-to-day basis. You know, you look at it right out of the gate. It's fun to see, you know, somebody different. You, you get the Reds off to a fast start. The Dodgers, they lose the opener, but then they get uh, the, the hot hand, and they started to get going this week, Andy. So, you know, you start to formulate some opinions. You just don't want to see teams. You get the Rockies, you know, you'll be digging yourself out of a hole. So even though it's very early on, uh, the beginning's critical because it can set the stage for an entire season. My goodness, Andy, you'll oh, sure, remember you, the you, – you, Yeah, you well, you'll remember the – that the Houston Astros are having out of the gate. Yeah, well, they're getting booted mercilessly and getting stuff thrown at them. That doesn't help it. I remember the one year. From last year. Yeah. Hey, Tampa Bay, remember that year? I don't know where Tampa Bay. Boy, isn't this a fun story. Look at these guys. Where'd they come from? I don't know. That's cool. Isn't that nice? Then you get to the All-Star game and go, I can't believe they're still there. Isn't that nice? And you you kept waiting for the shoe to drop. And, you know, the next thing you know, it didn't end until the World Series. Yeah, uh, Tampa Bay, uh, you know, uh, continues to build with a minimal amount of resources being allocated to uh, uh, to salaries, etc. And yet, uh, uh, you know, there's a sort of a throwback to some of the uh, old-time uh, uh, models. Yet at the same time, they do employ the analytics. They don't. They sometimes they over rely on them. I mean, just take a look at you know Blake Snell in the World Series uh, last year, uh, the final game of that series where they made a, a mistake. That uh, well, Blake Snell's now pitching in San Diego for a team that has much better prospects of success this year, even with uh, Fernando Tatis sideline for what they say should be 10 days, but I think they may be reevaluating it. It's like a partial shoulder uh, dislocation, and uh, they may just be saying, uh, let uh, you know, put them on for a little bit longer, let them heal, don't try. They've ruled out surgery, but they may rethink that. How has your approach to baseball, like in any sport now, the myriad of offerings that are available to us on a daily basis, but with the advent of the first five innings and just the way managers run their bullpen how deep like how long into a season is it until a manager is going to let a starter go into the seventh inning as opposed to five or six innings how about first five innings uh, totals just a, a general approach to how you wager on baseball now Andy how has that changed over the years 
Well, certainly the first five innings is something that I've used for a number of years. As we've seen the significance of starting pitchers decline uh, steadily over the past decade or so, where you know it used to be that pitchers would routinely go seven, often eight innings. I mean, forget forget about the complete games; those have been gone for you know 20 years for the most part. They're a rarity these days. But now you're lucky to get a pitcher that'll go six innings. Many of them may not even make it to five innings. So bullpens become more and more important. As a result, when I'm looking at a matchup, let's say that the fork handicaps as an under based upon the lineups and the starting pitchers, well, when you figure that even with it's a DeGrom, let's say, against the Scherzer, that those guys are capable of going seven, eight innings, uh, they, they may not necessarily be asked to go that far. You'll be turning it over to the bullpen earlier, but usually if those starters can get you to the fifth inning and a guy like DeGrom and a guy like Scherzer certainly can and often do, maybe you look at the under for the first uh, uh, five innings as far as the total goes. Now, as far as side plays for the first five innings, I take a similar uh, approach uh, as far as not when I'm looking to back a pitcher to go five innings, but when I'm looking for a pitcher to struggle and have issues, I might play against that pitcher for the first five innings and uh, not have to. Uh, the bullpen becomes a bit more random unless there's a huge difference between the bullpen in terms of both overall ability and recent usage. So, yeah, I've been a proponent of the first five innings uh, for quite a while, which, by the way, is different than my approach to the first half in football, although there are similarities. Uh, teams don't care necessarily if they're ahead at halftime in a football game because they have the ability to come back. It doesn't mean anything. However, the way you the way you utilize your players, because you can't replace players in a baseball game as you can in a football game, and I'm talking now about pitchers, the way that the first half of a game unfolds in baseball can be totally different from the way the second half involves when you get the uh, less uh, skilled, uh, less, less uh, durable, and let's say that's why most of them are relief pitchers, in the increasing the degree of randomness that you're going to have there so that I feel more comfortable playing first half in, in baseball when I'm looking at either very, very good or very, very bad pitchers. All right. The other thing is uh, trying to return to normalcy. Okay, you get the full slate of games, and, yeah, there are fans more at some places than others. But the things we dealt with last year in that goofy, shortened season, thrilled to have baseball at all last year, the way 2020 went for us. But back to a full slate of games, Andy, it's almost like we got to revisit all the things that worked for us over the course of time two years ago. Yeah, one of the things to keep in mind that a lot of the uh, I don't I don't know if there were any pitchers who pitched 100 innings last year. If so, there were just a few with the 60 game schedule. So you've got a lot of starting pitchers who, because they pitch limited innings last year, may be more capable of pitching more innings and going deeper into games and deeper into seasons uh, this year. I don't really penalize pitchers to the extent that if they really had a bad year and it was uncharacteristic of them, uh, just having to deal with the day-by-day, the occasional interruptions for scheduling and postponements and uh, things like that, I'm not going to uh, draw too much uh, uh, from players who had uh, unusually poor performances uh, compared to 2019 and earlier. At the same time, I will give credit to uh, players who may have had breakout seasons, shortened though they were, who did show improvement from, say, 2019. And that's usually uh, you're talking about some of the younger players in that you know 23 to 26-year range who may have just continued to show the steady improvement even though it was over just a 60-game schedule as opposed to a 162-game schedule. Yeah, and then we see a guy like Tony LaRusso back on the beam. Uh, what kind of work an approach have you taken based on specific managers? 
nothing uh, nothing that I can really uh, point to uh, to right now. I uh, uh, I don't necessarily look at at managers specifically uh, in in certain situations. Just uh, are they a pitcher's manager? Do they tend to pull their pitchers? Do they tend to extend them a little bit? I'm not uh, uh, the manager. Even though they uh, uh, they manage so many more games, I don't know that they have that significant of uh, of, of as an impact as they do in, in other sports where uh, I guess the the number of like basketball where you've got uh, you know the, the you got five guys to contend with as far as designing plays and allocating playing time etc. Uh, with baseball, you just let them go out. Uh, the coaches I think may have a little bit more of a, on a day to day basis with the uh, uh, with the players you know the ability uh, the, the scouts to give the scouting reports etc. So I don't place as great an emphasis on managers as I used to because my experience has been that it hasn't really it, it, it may be making a difference over a long season but not on a game to game basis alright and then not playing contrarian but just to ask because the reality is every game is its own unique little thing but when you look at the box scores in baseball and you see the elongated winning streaks elongated losing streaks clearly the players gravitate to that and after a handful of games and I don't maybe you've noticed what game it is and if it's maybe four games uh, winning four games losing at some point the odds makers start to make adjustments because they know the betting market's going to uh, be gravitating to that correct yeah that's true i uh, will often look uh, for i i'll consider in baseball a streak to be six games for the most part. That's not a hard and set rule, but the reason I look at it that way is you're going once through the starting rotation and the guy who started that streak, whether it was the number one pitcher or whether it was the number four pitcher in the rotation, has continued that streak, either winning or, more importantly, that losing streak. So that's, I think, when it starts to get a little concer- uh, uh, concerning uh, as far as lengthy streaks go. And there are a lot of lengthy streaks of, of uh, five, six games or more over the course of a uh, of a regular season. Now, I'm not one to challenge... Well, let me let me phrase it this way. I don't mind going against the streak, but it won't be because I'm thinking this is where the streak may end. It'll be because the fundamentals say that uh, the uh, that the other team is in a favorable situation, more so as far as winning the game straight up than in the price on the game. Because if you're going against the streak, you're usually getting a better number, but I still have to have the fundamentals. In other words, if I'm not going to play... Yeah, I'm not going to play against a team that's lost six in a row just because they lost six in a row. No, no, you got you got to go with the information that can you know. There's no value in ripping up a losing ticket. That's the bottom line. We're coming back. We'll talk NBA, little NHL chat. It's always fun. Andy Isco is our guest right here on Vegas Sportsbook Radio on Sirius Channel 204. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is joint pain keeping you down? It's time to bounce back with the help of Uzu CBD+. That's Y-U-Z-U-C-B-D-plus.com. Featuring gummies, delicious chocolates, capsules, and lotions, Uzu CBD Plus is your number one choice for all natural pain relief. Tired of side effects from prescription pills? Take pain management into your own hands the natural way. Use the promo code BLESSING for 10% off your first order and free shipping on orders of $100 or more, plus products for pets too. Visit UzuCBDPlus.com today. 
You're listening to Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Glad to be with you back on Vegas Sportsbook Radio on a Friday Sunset Station. Chuck Esposito joins us in hour number two. If you're coming in from out of town, don't forget, check out the STN mobile app to get the sign-up bonus for up to $500. A, it's convenient for you. Make your experience when you're in town really enjoyable. And, hey, you get a nice sign-up bonus to boot. It's a wonderful product. And we're always telling you, hey, if you're coming in, check out some of the local joints. Think you'll really like that. Places like our friends over at Oasis, 4955 South Decatur. Great food, great drink. And, uh, hey, you never know who you bump into over there. A lot of the odds makers, uh, a lot of our dear friends go over there. And it's not far. It's right around the corner from the Orleans. If you come in from out of town, great food, great drink. Uh, And we look forward to seeing you. Can't wait. Andy Isco is our guest. And, Andy, you and I have had this discussion on many occasions. And Chuck's going to join us in the next segment. What we've really missed, we're not all the way back, and this is what we can't wait for, is when football season comes, and we say on Sirius 204 to people around the country, when you're coming to Vegas, come on out to Sunset Station. Hang out with me and Andy and Bruce and Chuck Esposito and other people you've heard on the radio. All the games are on in the showroom. You make friends. We do prizes and giveaways. But it's it's just that camaraderie, Andy, is we're fortunate, maybe more fortunate than many people. We've had the luxury of always talking and seeing each other occasionally. But it's to get back to those gatherings where we can all enjoy and appreciate sports together again. We're hoping maybe we do Golden Knights hockey watch parties, and then next football season we'll be back on the beam. So that's the hope, buddy, because we have so much fun on Sundays. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it's just like uh, people are getting used to uh, going back to stadiums in real life, uh, getting back to the viewing parties that we have and getting to see everybody. The energy, the atmosphere uh, increases as well. Now, of course, uh, the uh, players can't feel that when we're getting together in Club Madrid, but the players can certainly sense, you know, at the Allegiant Stadium, uh, when there's going to be a full stadium there, that'll help the energy. So I'll be interested, from let's say, the NFL this year. The, the Last year we saw that there was not much of a home field advantage at all and a lot of people attributed that to the lack of fans and yet when I did some research I went back a couple of years and I saw that actually road teams had been performing for the previous season or two before then so that uh, you know 2020 was just a continuation of what we had seen for the two seasons before that where road teams had more success according to several metrics uh, that they would had in their uh, previous years when home teams had significant advantages so I can't say right now that it was attributed solely to the fact that there were a lack of fans other than uh, the reasons being perhaps road teams in general being better prepared with their schedule with perhaps just the quality of competition fake that maybe uh, it was more uh, uh, of a level scheduling between teams of equal caliber teams you didn't have as many mismatches let's say uh, let's let's use power ratings as the example let's say that uh, in 20 uh, 2018 the average home team had a power rating of 107 and the average road team had a power average power rating of a 101 and then maybe uh, we saw that gap narrow so that let's say in 2019 when I first noticed it really starting maybe instead of a 107 versus 101 the average power rating was 104 versus 102 meaning that the quality of teams that were scheduled to play one number were a lot closer in talent the last few years uh, than in previous years which may be why uh, we've seen road teams perform better than home teams have historically. That's funny. I mean, I wasn't necessarily thinking that's where we go in this segment, but just to follow up on that on a couple of fronts, uh, interesting comments. 
the one thing we had thought about going into last year with no fans, that the road team specifically, their third down conversion rate might be mightily enhanced because you're not dealing with, you know, a, on the road, the crowd on their feet, train whistles and everybody going nuts on third down. But you're saying I uh, haven't done the deep dive. That was actually a trend that had started a year before. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know about the crowd impact. I'm just saying that the results, that road teams, if I remember correctly, I don't remember the specific numbers, but they won a greater percentage of games in 2019 uh, than they had uh, in previous years, going back the last four or five years. And that that result continued throughout a good part of 2020 with road teams having better success uh, than home teams had. Uh, not, I mean, home teams still outperform road teams, but not by the same margins that they had in years past. And uh, Again, I, I, I've always felt that the major advantages of playing at home, not so much the crowd, but the fact that they had extra time to prepare while the visitors were on a plane, while the visitors were packing their things. The home team was sitting there, you know, at the chalkboard looking at, you know, additional film and finding out one or two more plays that might benefit them uh, than the road team had. In other words, I thought it was just a time uh, time and resource allocation advantage. Yeah, the, the crowd had some had some input to it, some impact on it, uh, but I think the fact that the, the home team did didn't have to travel, so they had more time to prepare. And okay, yeah, they didn't have to deal with the time zone difference. But I think we've seen some studies that say that you know the teams that travel east and play early, it's not as uh, uh, as decided as a lot of people uh, make it out to be. And they make it out to be because it seems to make sense that if you're used to playing a game at one o'clock body time and now you're playing at a 10 a.m. body time, you're going to be at disadvantaged. But I think most teams have been able to overcome that. But again, it's a situation by situation basis. Well, listen, it's not rocket science, is it? Real quick, just a, a quick review, going by division. Buffalo, 13 wins, Josh Allen. Pittsburgh, 12, Roethlisberger. Ravens, 11, Lamar Jackson. Browns, 11, Mayfield. Uh, the Titans, uh, the, the, the South was kind of an anomaly. The, the quarterbacks, you know, Tannehill, uh, you know, and Phillip Rivers, I guess, why not? They, they had really solid years. The Chiefs with Mahomes. Then you go to the Packers with Aaron Rodgers. The NFC East was kind of a dog's breakfast. But the Saints with Breeze, the Bucks with Brady, 12 and 11 wins respectively, and Russell Wilson, 12 wins with Seattle. It's just, it's, I mean, a buffoon like me can figure it out. It's a quarterback league. you got to have a good quarterback. Well, it has been for a long time, as, as we sort of touched upon earlier. The fact that football has evolved from a running game uh, to a passing game at basically all levels now uh, just shows the greater importance of a quarterback. You know, in the old days when you ran the football, the quarterback was maybe involved in, you know, uh, well, they're obviously involved in every play to the extent that they're ball of snap. But, you know, if you're handing it up 45 times a game instead of 25 times a game, you're going to be making many more decisions as far as uh, the flow of the game goes. You, let's say you're making almost twice as many decisions uh, today than you were 30 years ago. So as a result, uh, you've got to have a quarterback who can do many things, not just uh, have the strongest arm, but also know when to take a sack, know when to throw the ball away, know when to uh, uh, to uh, audible, and uh, that takes that takes experience. You've mentioned a lot of these quarterbacks, and many of them have been in the league for 8, 10, 12 more, or, or more years than that. And There are others, like you mentioned, uh, Lamar Jackson and, and Patrick Mahomes. Holmes, who are just naturally talented, and they've come in at a time when this was already the game of the future when they came in the league as rookies. Hey, Andy, let's uh, shift it over to the NBA here. And 
you know, Utah's been a remarkable story this year. Phoenix is a really great story in the West, and these two teams knocking heads. They're going to be fun to watch the rest of the way. The Nuggets are good. The Clippers uh, obviously are capable, and we'll see what happens when the Lakers get healthy. But in the East, this is intriguing to me. You've got the Sixers, the Nets, and the Bucks kind of quietly going about their business. But all of a sudden, you're looking, it's fun to see some new faces in here. Atlanta's a fun basketball team. Oh, absolutely. Trey Young is having a, a very solid year, and, you know, they started off the year uh, very strongly. They've run into, uh, they ran into, uh, let's say, after, about after 20 games or so, they ran into a little bit of a of a slow period, and they seem to have picked it up again. They are fun to watch. Uh, we've seen a lot of scoring this year, although if I remember the numbers when I did them the other night, we've had as many games stay under this year now as we have seen go over, and that was lopsided towards the over for the first uh, 30 games of the season or so. You know, I just look at certain teams and history repeats itself. Actually, uh, basically on the direct TV package, it's a game that uh, I flick around and, and happen to bump into it. And actually, because of that, watch them and play on them a lot or against them, uh, but mostly play totals. Sacramento is really, they're a fun team. I would be so frustrated if I'm a Kings fan. They're 22 and 29. They can score points till they're blue in the face. But it's one of these things, Andy, when will the light bulb ever go off for a team like that? You know, we say, oh, you made the playoffs and you learned from the experience and it's a building process. These guys just, they're right there all the time, Andy. They just don't know how to win. Yeah, and that's sometimes just a matter of uh, developing as a group. We see it in college basketball, how we see so many of these mid-majors have success because they have players, many of whom are not at the elite level where they can stay two years and go to the NBA as opposed to the blue, uh, you know, the, the blue blood programs. And you see that in the NBA, too, as you have uh, uh, continuity, unless you are a team like, for example, the Brooklyn Nets who can bring in you know, top five, top ten players, and they'll all mesh together, uh, even though they haven't been on the court a tremendous amount of time as, uh, as, as, as Irving, uh, Durant, and uh, Harden have at various times and sometimes uh, coincidentally or, or coinciding together uh, have injuries at the same time. Uh, with a team like Sacramento, it, it's, it's almost – I wouldn't say it's almost like an annual rebuilding process, but they don't have a, a lot of uh, uh, players, let's say, that form the nucleus of a team in around four or five years. It still takes time uh, to develop that chemistry, that rhythm, that knowing where you're playing is going to go, which way is going to break when you're getting ready to pass him the ball, etc., and uh, uh, the, just the continuity that you sort of see uh, the better teams in college basketball, the elite teams are able to replace you know, a star player from season to season to season, whereas the lower and mid-level teams have to wait for that one opportunity every three to five years where they have an opportunity to win their conference title because they've been together as you know, sophomores, juniors, and uh, seniors. Look a couple months down the road, Andy. Are we sitting on, and I would say maybe at long last, are we looking at an NBA playoffs that's more wide open than we've seen in a long, long time? You look at teams like I mentioned, Philly, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Atlanta, Charlotte are interesting. Miami was terrific in the bubble. The Celts hovering in eighth place. And in the West, Utah, Phoenix, Clippers, Nuggets, Lakers. I mean, how deep can you go in terms of who can actually win the whole thing? 
Well, the West is interesting, and of course, uh, uh, you could take a number of ways to look at it with the Lakers. Lakers, I think, are just looking to, at this point, make the playoffs with Anthony Davis and LeBron out right now, and you know their timetable for their return still somewhat a bit uh, uncertain. Um, they once they get those two players back, and uh, they'll be they'll be fine, and it'll also be fresher for the playoffs because they both will have missed. Uh, decent amount, if not significant amount of time. We still don't know when AD is coming back, uh, and he's been out for, what, about a month now. Uh, so they may, may still be the team to beat. However, the quality of teams that they're competing with, the Denvers, the Clippers, uh, the Utahs, uh, may have made up as much ground this season as they have in in, in recent series. So there are more serious challenges, challengers. I mean, in the, in the last few years, I guess Houston was, uh, was a challenger. The Clippers were considered to be a challenger, and some of the others. But I think uh, those three teams, this year, Denver, Clippers, and uh, well, not not Houston, but Denver, Clipper, and um, who's the other one that I just mentioned there? Uh, Utah uh, being the team. Oh, the other one, and I'm just guilty of it right now. The team that nobody's taking a notice at, but they're right up there near the top of the standings. I think they're second. The Phoenix Suns, who uh-huh. used the momentum built from their sweep in the bubble last year where they almost made the playoffs after just basically being an afterthought uh, in, uh, in making the, uh, uh, the, the, the field of, of teams, the 23 teams. Because they I think were they carried that momentum, buddy. They carried exactly. that momentum. It's a good call. From the, we see that in bowl season sometimes in college football. Team wins a bowl, carry the momentum in the next year. We're carrying the momentum with Andy Isco into hour number two. We'll come right back to Las Vegas and we'll wrap up our first hour on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Great stuff as always from Andy Go keep it right here on Sirius Channel 204. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is joint pain keeping you down? It's time to bounce back with the help of Uzu CBD Plus. That's Y-U-Z-U-C-B-D-plus.com. Featuring gummies, delicious chocolates, capsules, and lotions, Uzu CBD Plus is your number one choice for all natural pain relief. Tired of side effects from prescription pills? Take pain management into your own hands the natural way. Use the promo code BLESSING for 10% off your first order and free shipping on orders of $100 or more, plus products for pets too. Visit UzuCBDPlus.com today. Aruba, Jamaica, ooh, I wanna take ya Bermuda, Bahama, come on pretty mama Key Largo, Montego, baby, why don't we go All right, we're going to put a lid on the first hour of Vegas Sportsbook Radio on a Friday, heading to the weekend. Brian Blessing, glad to be with you. Hour number two, Stevie Slapshot, he's going to be checking in. Chuck Esposito, Andy Esco, Bruce Marshall, always good fun. Hey, coming up this weekend, I won't say out of sight, out of mind, but it's tomorrow night, and I give NASCAR full credit for this. I don't know if this is the reason they did it, but I think they should do this in football season. When they get to the playoffs, they should race on Saturday night and not go against the NFL. But they're not going against the Masters Sunday because it is Saturday night. We have a 500-mile, the Blue Emu race. This is at Martinsville. And it's a pretty interesting race. You get Elliot Hamlin, Harvick, Truex, Kyle Busch, Brad Kozlowski are – atop the list, and Denny Hamlin's taking some money because he was 8-1 to one earlier in the week, seeing him a little over 5.5, to 6-1 at the moment. And the funny thing is, Kozlowski runs really good here. Martin Truex, he's got a win under his belt. He's won the last two races here. But Denny Hamlin is a five-time winner at Martinsville. 
Now you have to go back to a ways for him uh, to get his last win there. But you look at the schedule right now, and it's still very early in the season. But remember, last year, these were match races between Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick. And the big story in the beginning of the NASCAR season, yeah, Kyle Larson's back, and he's running good, and some of the different guys that are winning, Logano wins the dirt race. But Kevin Harvick's had not been a part of the equation at all. Hamlin's been close and way more competitive than Kevin Harvick. Harvick's got some work to do. But I think there'll be a little bit of urgency starting to creep in with each passing week. You want to punch your ticket. You want to get in the playoffs. I'm going to saddle up with Denny Hamlin on Saturday night in the NASCAR race. All right, we've got hour number two coming up. Vegas Sportsbook Radio on the Sports Grid Radio Network Series Channel 204. Want to thank our beloved producer, Chris Bavona. He started out on Longboat Key. He might be at Fiji by the end of the weekend, and we'll be touching base with him when we revisit you back on Monday. But we're not done from Las Vegas. Coming up next, hour number two, Vegas Sportsbook Radio from Sunset Station on a Friday on Sports Grid Radio Network Series 204. Stick around.